Welcome, welcome, welcome to another evening of Real to Real Blog Talk Radio with your host, Miss Tamara C. Gooch. It is such a pleasure to um, serve you every Tuesday evening. Today we have a podcast um, and I just want to just remind you all that um, we normally have live shows, but tonight we have a special podcast of a topic that I wanted to discuss. So if um, you find yourself not being able to finish the podcast and you want to go back and listen to it later, you can always listen to my podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or on demand on Blog Talk 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you will not miss a beat, okay? So again, you all know that I love coming to you each Tuesday night. I love bringing real conversations that um, real people discuss on a, on a daily basis that affect real lives. So I have been sitting and just thinking um, on different topics and different people to have on the show Um and, I, you know, I have a list of, of people that I, I want to reach out to and talk about real topics that affect real people. And I'll also put it out to you all. If you all have topics that you all would want to um, have me discuss or someone to bring on to interview who discusses that topic, feel free to email me at real to real blog talk. That's R-E-A-L, the number two, R-E-A-L, blog talk at gmail.com, okay? And you can let me know how you're liking the show, what you would like to see me change about the show, um, and uh, just any kind of comment. So feel free. Um, again, I love feedback. I love constructive criticism. Um, I am here to serve you, my listening audience. So make sure that you all connect with me. Connect with me via email. Connect with me via LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook. And I will soon be periscoping. So stay tuned for that. I'm still on this um, social media sabbatical until my husband's, um, he, he gets better after his surgery. So um, just you all keep me in your prayers. Now, on with the show. Starting over at 40 with no regrets. How many of you who are listening in are between the ages of 35 and up? Maybe 35 to 45, maybe 46, 47. And you're starting over. Now, I am truly, truly convinced. Seriously convinced. And nobody can tell me different. That there is something so spectacular. So spectacular. That happens when you stand at the door of Fabulous 40. Yes. Yes. There are so many women, um, you know, who at that age should be mature enough to have found her place in life. She's refined. She's more beautiful. She's satisfied with life. Right. 
every woman has a story to tell. And her younger years have offered insight, preparation, and has given her the readiness to walk into her fabulousness. Now, then life hits a lot of people. Life truly hits a lot of people. And for many women, such as myself, it makes me think, you know, why me? You know, who am I now? Um, why did this happen? And it makes you just kind of wonder what's going on in my life that I may not have the career that I once wanted. Or I may not be happy where I was or where I am. And I'm looking to change some things. Or I'm newly divorced. Or I'm single now. Um, I was um, in a relationship. Or like a lot of mothers that I've seen or a lot of women that I've seen recently... They've gotten married and they've gotten pregnant and they've had babies. Yes, <laughs> they've had babies. I'm one of those women. I am one of those women. So those questions arise for, for women such as myself who's starting over. Now, when you think about starting over, what do you think about? What really do you think about? When you think about the word starting over, do you think about, okay, something that starts from scratch? Something that literally starts from scratch. I have to do this thing from the beginning and I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that looks like. Now, let's face it. Sometimes our best plans and intentions don't work and we find ourselves back at square one. But understand it's during these times that we feel like a failure because I have felt like a failure and we want to give up. I remember starting my coaching business a little bit over, hmm, hmm, I want to say a little bit over maybe five or six years ago. And I can remember struggling and, and, and trying to identify my target audience and marketing my, my services. You know, I had this nice website that I paid someone to create for me. But yet I had no customers coming through the door. My cash register was not ringing at all. And I felt like a failure. And I felt like that my dream job had steered me in the wrong direction. I decided that quitting wasn't my answer. But instead, I needed to start over. And again, you ask yourself, but where do I start? 
So I asked myself over and over again, you know, and we've all had to start over in some area, like I've said it before, whether that's in our career, whether that's in a marriage, a business, education, or some of you may be like me and saying, okay, well, I'm going to start over in my diet or your start over doesn't necessarily mean that it was, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Your start over, it was, I'm not going to say that it was forced on you, but your start over was not planned. It was something that was so not planned and that's okay. It's okay. So today I want to offer up some tips on, or some reminders on starting over and just remind you that um, it's okay to start over. It's more than okay to start over. Don't beat yourselves up. Let me just, let, let, let me give you all just a slight background of what I mean when I say for me, starting over, starting over at 40. Okay. Now, I was fresh out of uh, out of a divorce. Well, not fresh out of a divorce. Almost four years had passed. I wasn't dating anyone. And lo and behold, I meet someone at church. Okay. Who is this man? He is my now husband. So... We meet at church, everything lines up. We begin to, to be really good friends and we work together on pretty much everything there is to work together um, on at church. And it was just, just beautiful, just absolutely, absolutely beautiful. So we began to date and in dating, dating becomes a little bit more serious and that becomes um, an engagement. So at this time, he has a son who's coming into his adult years. And I have a daughter who's coming into her adult years. So we're thinking, okay, we care for each other. We love each other. We're going to get married. Kids will be gone off to college. They are going to be moving out, doing their own thing. So we'll be empty nesters kudos good we can travel we can enjoy our lives i was at the brink of of just catapulting just my my business was about to just skyrocket so i'm i'm making plans i'm making all kinds of plans so we get married in 2012 march of 2012 lovely Later on that year, we're enjoying ourselves. I'm taking trips to conferences and I'm doing all this other work. And I said, okay, 2013 rolls around. I'm in New York. I'm speaking and I'm doing all of this lovely stuff. Now, mind you, we got married March 2012. So March 2013, that's a year. I'm in New York in September 2013. Had no signs, no symptoms, no sickness, any of that. So I said, okay, I'm good. I come from New York thinking to myself, perfect. I've gathered all of these contacts. I've networked with some, some really, really great people. Um, let me get home so I can get to work. 
and I'm gonna have clients coming in. Let me set up how I want that to look. Let me get in my office and let me get to work. And around late October, early November, my niece says to me, Auntie Tammy, you're pregnant. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Now mind you, she's an adult who has a two-year-old at this time. I said, no, no, I'm not. I don't have any symptoms, I'm good. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm 38, about to be 39. What do I look like pregnant with a soon-to-be 19, 20-year-old? Are you freaking serious? So I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll entertain the thought. I'll go ahead, go get a pregnancy test. I'll take it, prove you all wrong. She gets the pregnancy test. I take it. Lo and behold, yes, I'm pregnant. So I come home and I tell my husband and he's elated. He's excited. So I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, but I'm not. When am I going to be happy? Hmm. Okay, husband, go to the store and you need to get four more pregnancy tests. <laughs> yes. So I took a total of, or he needs to get three more. So I took a total of four pregnancy tests. So the next day I said, well, let me call the doctor and set up an appointment so that they can do blood work because blood doesn't lie. They did the blood work. Everything came back positive. So I had to sit for a minute. I'm breathing. I'm thinking, okay, this could work. I'm not going to let the fact that I'm pregnant stop me. A baby enhances creativity. Um, a baby allows me to um, just kind of, you know, plan differently, but that's okay. It's all going to work. I'm not going to have any regrets. So I said, all right. Well, around my fifth month, I started noticing my feet were getting a little, a little sausagey, you know, getting a little fat. My fingers were starting to swell. And the doctor said, well, you know, you're quote unquote high risk. I said, hmm, okay, that's what you say. She said, well, you're you're 39 now and um, you need to just kind of sit down for a minute. And I'm thinking, what? Okay. Well, I was 38 still, just before I got to 39. So I said, all right, let me sit. So I'm thinking, what a city looks like to me because I'm used to getting up, I'm used to going, I'm used to working, I'm used to speaking engagements, I'm used to um, just doing. And I said to myself, I don't want to wind up regretting getting pregnant, regretting starting over, regretting doing all of this and not being able to do anything. So I sat down, propped my feet up, and I had to really just think about all of these things on reminders to myself how to start over without regret. Because my daughter now is 15 months old. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful little girl. I wouldn't change that for anything. Not a thing. So... I know that there may be a lot of women who are online, who are listening in, who may be starting over in whatever area. This this doesn't just have to fit for a woman who's had a baby and she's 35 and up. 
it, it fits for women in all walks of life. Wherever you are starting over, I want you to really write these down and understand something about these things. Never let anybody make you feel like you're less than for starting over. And you don't make yourself feel like you're less than for starting over. So number one, leverage your failures. Leverage your failures. Instead of quitting when things don't work out, leverage the learning from your failures. I want you to ask yourself this. What is working or what did work in my situation or circumstance? And I want you to write down even the smallest things that are your successes. Seriously. We don't give ourselves kudos. We don't give ourselves pats on the back. We want to look for somebody else to do it for us. And I'm here to tell you, not too many people will tell you job well done. You may have a handful that will tell you job well done. Start learning how to celebrate you. Learn how to celebrate you. But yeah, you're going to have those people who will try to tell you, well, you know, celebrating you, uh, it could come across as, you know, you're being conceited, you're being arrogant, you're being, you know, all of these other things. And you can politely smile and tell them, no, that's what you're thinking. What it's being to me is being confident. It's being confident. When things don't go as planned, you know, sometimes we often have that all or nothing attitude. But instead, I want you to do more of what is working. Stop focusing on what didn't work. Okay? And in my case, you know, I was great at networking. I was at events. But I was networking in the wrong locations when it came to my coaching business. You know, when it came to starting over as a 40-year-old who has now a child, who has a 20-year-old and a baby, I had to look at it a little bit different. So starting over, I had to start over in many areas of my life. And understand, I needed the change. I didn't realize it at the time, but I needed the change in my life. So if it's you all who are starting over in a marriage, you know, write down what's working now in your situation. What did work in your situation? And if you can confidently say, I walked away knowing that I did everything I was supposed to do as a husband. I did everything I was supposed to do as a wife. And I'm okay. It's their loss, not mine. I'm not going to beat myself up. They're missing out. I'm not missing out. Because there's someone out there for me who's going to love me for me. Number two, dump your junk. Now, I'm going to take a sip of coffee off of that one. Dump your junk. Don't bring your old attitude and expect to create new outcomes. Come on, people. That's that saying that, you know, um, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. That's insane. Don't bring your old attitude and expect to create new outcomes because you're not going to get a new outcome. It's it, it's tough not to fault the things, the people, and reactions that have hurt you or caused you to start over. But if your goal is to start fresh, start fresh, start from the beginning. You can't do that reading yesterday's news. You can't start fresh reading 
yesterday's news because that's old news. Dump your junk, move on, and decide that it doesn't matter why it didn't work. It only matters that you have decided you deserve more in this new season of your life. And you need to decide to give your new season a fresh start without baggage. Now, I'm going to tell you, as a coach, and I know a lot of people are thinking, okay, well, everybody's a coach. I consider myself a relationship and business architect. Understand this one right here, dumping your junk, it's going to take some practice. It's going to take some practice. Okay? Number three. Don't announce that you're starting over. Just do it. Just do it. In America, I have noticed that we have some of the biggest mouths ever. We want to get a bullhorn and announce to the world what we're doing so that people can say, oh, wow, you know, kudos to her. Kudos to him. Oh, he's doing big things. Oh, she's doing big things. You don't need to validate your choices to make a change in your life. Nike has has said it best. Just do it. Move on. And everyone around you will soon see the change in your life. Trust me. You don't have to mumble a, a word. When people start to see the change in your life, they start to see how you are transforming like the butterfly. They're going to look and say, oh my gosh, I don't even recognize you anymore. So understand your next steps aren't about anyone but you being comfortable with your new choices and your new season that you're in. No public polls necessary. You don't need public polls. So when we're insecure about our future, we often consult others so that we feel better or to prepare them for our shift. It's not a requirement, nor is it necessary. Sometimes, and I don't know, you know, if if many of you read the Bible or have read the Bible and it's okay. But I know somewhere in the Bible it says, and, and, and I may be misquoting it, but you don't always let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. Meaning you don't have to share what you're doing with everybody. Because I'm going to tell you, everybody isn't celebrating your change or your progress or your new season. It's a lot of people who want you broke, busted, and disgusted. So understand that and don't dwell on it. Be okay with it. Celebrate you. And for those who don't want to, it's easy. I tell people, if you can't celebrate me, don't tolerate me. It's just that simple. I can love you anyway, but we don't have to do Saturday brunch. For some people, that may be cold, but everybody is not going to like you. And you need to understand that today. Your starting over is not for anyone else but you. Number four, recycle what worked. What I mean by that, don't discard everything that represents the failed marriage, that failed job, that career, um, starting over as a mom um, at the age of, of 40, 45. 
any of those things. Instead, recycle those gifts that these experiences have taught you. Write those gifts out. Journal them. Even the bad experiences start off good. Some of you must admit, before you got a divorce, there was something about that person when you first met him that you just fell head over heels. Oh, my gosh. Oh, she's so fine. Oh, girl, he is just so good looking. I just love him. So think about it. Ask yourself, what did I love about this experience? And what would I never do again? And use this restart opportunity as motivation to begin again, wiser, more stronger, you know, understanding more about you, taking this time to do that self-discovery and understand who you are and what you want. And use your bag of tools because all of us have a bag of tools called learning lessons as a result of your experience. So do that. That's why that word recycle, you can always use it. Recycle it to something else. Okay? Number five. Trust me, and I won't won't be here with you long. Prepare for your weak times. Now, what I mean by that is I want you all to plan in advance for those times when you, you will feel like going back to what did not work for you. And you will feel like creating a solution in advance. It might mean that you delete phone numbers to prevent yourself from calling people in your weakest moment. It might mean not buying sweets for the house. Uh, if you know that stress will make you eat more, these that's for those who are, you know, on this diet kick. Whatever you do, plan for your weakest moments in advance. Plan for them. Because we all have moments where we can vacillate between what's best for us and what's easy for us to have now. So challenge your now and replace it with what you want to see in your life long term. If you have never done an exercise where you journal, and, and I would suggest, you know, women and men to journal on a daily basis. You know, if you skip a day or two, that's fine. Go back. But write out where do you see, have a vision journal. And write out those visions that you would like to see manifest. Write them out and be bold with it. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Number six, celebrate your baby steps. Now, I want you to remember that, that, remember to acknowledge all progress towards your new goal. Trust me, I had to take steps in, in understanding where my life was headed now that I'm 40 and I have a 15-month-old. I'm in a new season. I can't be upset. I can't be angry because I'm a work-at-home mother. And for those of you who don't understand what that looked like, stay tuned to another podcast that I'll be doing really, really soon. Because if you think that women at home who work, who have little ones, if you think all we do is watch soap operas and eat um, bonbons, you are sadly mistaken. That does not happen. I don't eat bonbons and I surely, surely do not like um, 
I don't like soap operas. I really and truly don't like soap operas. So, remember to acknowledge all progress towards your new goal. And sometimes we set milestones that are too far away instead of understanding that the long run is just a bunch of short runs and that we can and should celebrate them along the way. So that means if you sell that business at a loss, don't look at that. Celebrate that you are no longer attached to it <laughs> and breathe like, whew, okay, that's done. If you in a toxic relationship or a toxic friendship that lacked trust, rejoice that you now have room to create authentic new relationships. Stop focusing and dwelling on the negatives. There could have been times where, and there were times, that I was really, really angry. Angry at the fact that I had to start over. Angry at the fact that I'm like, okay, seriously? Really? I I, I don't, you know... I don't really want to do this, but let me go ahead and be okay. Let me try to figure out, um, let me look at the positives in all of this and all of what I'm going through and all of what I'm dealing with. All right. Number seven, take a new route. Yes, take a new route. And I know many of you are probably looking and, and, and listening like, okay, yeah, she's talking crazy. Understand, I'm not crazy. I'm not losing my mind. Take a new route. It's okay for you to take a new route. The unknown is scary. It's terrifying. There were many days that I sat up here and I'm 38 years old, soon to be 39. And I'm like, okay, I turned 39 June 16th and my daughter is due June 14th. I'm like, oh crap. I can't get up and do like I used to. I can't walk around. Um, I have clients who are trying to get to me and I can't go meet with them. So I have to not make this money, this money because I can't get up and do what I once did. Hmm. I don't like this. I don't like this change. This route is unknown to me and I don't like it. So I was about seven months, eight months, just turned eight months and well, no, I was I was seven months when I got the call from um, a university here in Michigan. They had somehow gotten my information and they wanted me to come and speak. So I said, OK, sure, I would love that. Now, I 
I talk with my husband and I'm thinking to myself, whew, I just got back from a doctor's appointment where they told me, you know what, your feet are swollen, your hands are swollen. We only want you to get up to go to the bathroom, to go to the kitchen and get you something to drink and something to eat. And then we want you to go sit down. <laughs> Again, like I said, I kept thinking to myself that they must be crazy. This is not me. I'm not a person to just sit and do nothing. Not realizing that the sitting allowed me to think. It allowed me to create. It allowed me to look at my business. It allowed me to look at my life. It allowed me to look at the changes. It allowed me to look at so many things that I needed to take a look at and say, okay, this is, I'm, I'm scratching this off my list. This no longer serves me purpose. So the unknown is scary, but it is also equally scary to do what you know and continue down a dismal path. So when it comes to marriage or when it comes to your career, if you're in a job or a career that you just hate, but you're saying to yourself, they pay me well, there's no need for you to go to work and complain. You are the only person that can change that. You need to give yourself permission to play bigger. Although you're starting over. I'm going to stop right there. I'm not going to stop right there, but I'm going to stop right there and tell a story. Just a short one. I was working at one of the largest healthcare organizations in Michigan. And I got pink slipped. Now, I know it had to be a reason to be released into my destiny because any other time that you know we had to work on production and quality they would round numbers up and we had to work at a certain percentage for quality and a certain percent percentage for production well my quality was at like 127 point some percent so i was i was banging it out you know all of my my claims were dead on correct well, my production, they said, was not quite at 29%. Now, a lot of you going to get a kick out of this, okay? And a lot of you might get pissed off because it, the old me would have, but the new me didn't. It was 28.89% or 28.89 claims. Yeah, I know a lot of you are thinking, well, if they round that up, it's 29 because anything after five... After that decimal, you round it up to the next number. So that nine would make that eight a nine, and that nine would make that other eight a nine. So it would be 29. Yeah. Y'all flowing with me. So when I got called in, I said to them, okay, I'm not upset. I told HR, you can hand me my packet. I can read. I have a degree. Actually, I have three, so I don't need you to read it to me. Once I left there, I got in my car and I sat there for a minute because I'm like, okay, huh, here's a new route in life that I didn't see coming. I did not see it coming. And at that point in my life, I was still a single mom. I had a house that I had a mortgage on. Nobody was helping me pay but me. And I said, okay, I got to start playing big. What am I going to do? I'm starting over. I had to give myself permission to play bigger. And I did not know what that looks like. So I took time to say, 
What am I going to do? I said, okay, Jesus, it's me and you. What do you have for me? That's when I went. I talked with the lawyer. I took my last $500 and I said, okay, this is all I have. I need to start my business. He asked me, what does that look like? And I laid it out for him. I sat down and I start writing my book. I self-published my book. So when you stop looking at the fact that, oh, I got fired. What am I going to do? Oh, what was me? No. They released me into my destiny. So I gave myself permission to play bigger. Now, it's so often that when we can start over, we become timid and afraid to swing for the fences because we're so busy recovering from an intimate dance with failure. I could have done that and understand that success is built on mistakes and lessons learned. You can still have what you want, even if you didn't get what you wanted in the past. Stop focusing on the past. That's why it's called past. You have past, you have present, and you have future. Are you going to be stuck back here in the past? Or are you going to lean forward and say, okay, what am I going to do in the now that's going to prepare me and have me set up for greatness for my now and in the future? Now, I want you to think on that. Now, remember, that's number seven. Take a new route and don't be afraid to take a new route. Take some risk in life. Number eight. Keep moving. I'm going to say that again because that's for somebody. Keep moving. Standing still is a recipe for disaster. Some people are so scared to move, they just stuck. They're paralyzed. Standing still is the recipe for disaster. I want you to move and try something different to change your view. And because I did not move and do something different to change my view, God did it for me. Because a child at this age is a blessing. To revamp my business at this point in my life was a blessing. Because now my target audience, it's clearer to me. It's clearer to me. Now, I had to really do some things. Like I said before, when I was telling the story of being pregnant and going to um, the speaking engagement, I was I was eight months pregnant and I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do this speaking engagement. They told me not to do it, but I'm going to stand on stage and I'm going to speak. I kept it moving. I did that. I came home. I didn't do any other speaking engagement until after I had the baby. But as you move... As you move towards your new vision for your life, you'll meet new people, new opportunities, and experiences that are waiting for you to play full out. Now, I want you to move to try something different to change your view. Remember that. Remember that. Remember that. Move and try something different to change your view. Don't get paralyzed. Don't get stuck. And remember, don't let standing still be your recipe for disaster. This last one. And I know a lot of you are going to laugh at this. Because when I was writing these out, I had to laugh at myself. Learn from your 
haters. Yeah, I said it. Learn from your haters. Really? Seriously, seriously, learn from your haters. Okay? They can teach you a whole lot. You all, <laughs> you all will be, you'll be surprised at what you can learn from them. Okay? What others think of you, it really isn't your business. It's not. What they think of you, it, it's not your business. It really don't matter. So let's stop replaying that track, okay? Let, let's let's take that CD, let's bury it, you know, snap it, throw it away. Understand this, and this, this is the last one that I'm giving you all. I get, I'm giving you nine reminders, nine tips, whatever you want to call them. Learn from your haters because the people who study you, the people who watch you, the people who obsess over you, Know how powerful you are. And that is why they're threatened by you. You want me to say that again? The people who study you, watch you, and obsess over you, they know how powerful you are. And that's the reason they're threatened by you. So instead of asking yourself, why do they hate on me? Or why do they hate me so much? I want you to ask yourself, what do they see in me? It is the answer to this question that will allow you to elevate this energy and understand that your haters are there to teach you a very important lesson. <laughs> and they are. Yes, they are. Understand that. They're here to teach you a lesson. They see your talent. They see your brilliance and your potential sometimes more than you do. So stop focusing on the fact that they hate you so much. Focus on the fact that hmm, there's something great in me that they see and they don't like it. I'll give it to you like this. And let me give you a short timeline. Okay, I didn't come from one domestic violence um, marriage. I had two. I ended one in 2001, was with him for 11 and a half years. I was single and um, just dating here and there from 2001 to 2006. Met another guy from Florida, dated for a year, got engaged, got married in 2007. Um, domestic violence came from him in a different way. So I had to like, oh my gosh, really? So it came really sneaky like. So I saw that within a month, a month and a half. I left. So I had to come back to Michigan and I came back to Michigan with nothing. I had nothing. I was homeless. I was jobless, moneyless. I had nothing, basically nothing. Well, in that year's time, in 2007, 2008, I went from filing for an annulment, coming back homeless, not having anything, having to sleep on a chaise lounge in my parents' basement 
with my daughter on a blow-up and my niece on the couch. I'm going for job to job to job to job, interview, trying to find something so that I can feel like a, a woman, so that I can feel like a mother, so that I can feel like I'm doing what I need to do in order to take care of my child. And you know what? Nobody was hiring me. So I said, okay, I'm tired. But here's the funny part. In September, I didn't realize this, but after being so tired, wanting to give up, wanting to commit suicide, it was like the Holy Spirit said, wait on me. I said, okay, well, I'm going to sit and I'm going to see what you're going to do. I sat down. Not knowing someone from my old university was sending in my resume to the, the biggest healthcare organization in Michigan. I started working there in October. So I said, okay, let me see. Now, throughout all of this, I had haters. I had haters coming from my family members, from so-called friends, from church members. Oh, it came, and it came strong. And I was angry, but I didn't give up. I didn't waver. I didn't fall short. I didn't fall back. I said, you know what? I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand tall. I'm going to stand bold. They're not going to like me. They're going to be real pissed off at me. That following year, earlier that year, I got uh, 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 approved for a certain amount, a six-figure amount, to purchase a home. First time ever buying a house by myself as a single mother. I bought the house that I dreamt about, that I wrote in my journal, how many bedrooms I wanted, how many bathrooms I wanted, fireplace, where I wanted the fireplace, how I wanted the foyer to be, how I wanted the, the, the French doors to be leading from my formal dining room to the kitchen, how I wanted the garage to look. Everything I, I wrote out, I got. Everything that I wrote out, I got. In 2007 to 2008, I had more haters than I had ever had in my life. But I had to sit back and I really had to think about, okay, what do they see in me? And when my husband and I now, because I had to think back on that, and then I looked at my job, I looked at my career when I got let go from corporate America, I looked at my business, and I'm thinking, okay, why is that failing? Okay, so let me sit back and revamp it. Now that I'm pregnant, I have to sit down, I have to rethink, I have to rebuild, I have to do all of this. Let me regroup. And I had to think, huh? And my husband said it best to me. Your successes highlights their failures. Hmm. Ding, ding, ding. My successes highlights their failures. Their failures. So all the talent, the brilliance, the gifts, the potential that they see in me, I had to see in me. And that's what God was trying to show me. If you stop focusing on the wrong things and focus on the right things, stop focusing on the negative things and focus on the positive things. Focus on the things that I'm putting before you and not what man is putting before you, or shall I say the world. And you'll start to see things so much different. It's time to change the lens. So starting over is inevitable. It's inevitable. I wouldn't change it for the world. I really and truly would not change it. And I don't want you all to, to look at starting over 
as something that is just like, I can't. This can't happen. Look at it and say to yourself, I can do it. No matter what it looks like, I can do it. And you're going to do it. And you're going to do it with boldness, with confidence. Now, I want you to just share with me how you're planning your new start. And remember, email it to me. Email it to me. I would love to read how you're going to start over in life. For those of you who have started over and who've gotten stuck on what that looks like. Let me know. How are you going to do it? I'm curious to see how you're going to do it. What it's going to look like. The plans that you're going to make. The visions that you are casting out into the universe for it to come back to you. And don't feel ashamed to do it. Don't feel ashamed to say it. You have to speak some of those things. um, Speak them into existence. And remember, sometimes you can't share those with everyone because everyone is not going to understand your dream. Everyone is not going to understand your vision. Everyone is not going to understand your calling. Everyone is just not going to get it. But you got to remember, you have some haters. You have some haters. Okay? And remember to make sure you email it to me at realtorealblogtalkradio at gmail.com. Real to real blog talk radio at gmail.com. As always, it has been an awesome, awesome time coming on and sharing this podcast with you all. I want you to stay tuned because I'm going to start doing a few more podcasts throughout the year. Again, make sure to email me topics of discussion that you would like to hear. Real to real. uh, discuss on our, our platform. Um, follow me on uh, Facebook at Tamara C. Gooch. Um, follow me on my fan page at Your Daily Love, where I try to give as much love as possible as I possibly can to everyone who's following and everyone who's connected to me. Follow me on um, Periscope at Tamara C. Gooch 7 or Tamara Gooch 7. Follow me on LinkedIn, um, and as I stated before, soon to be on Periscope where I'm doing, where you'll be able to see my face. So, this concludes the podcast for today as we have been discussing starting over at 40 with no regrets. No regrets at all. So if you haven't started, if you're in the process of starting, if you're afraid to start, I want you to kick fear in the butt, give it its eviction notice and tell it it will not be able to return. And I want you to prepare for your start over. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fabulous. And you are going to love it. As always, I enjoy my time with you all, and I want you to know here that we always try to keep it real at Real to Real Blog Talk Radio. Now, you all go forth, be bold, and be confident. Have a beautiful week.